Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Join John Bernadovich as he embarks on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals to understand what it takes to do HR like a boss. Each week, John chats with professionals with a wealth of knowledge and practical experience to help you tackle HR's biggest challenges. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe, hit the five-star rating, and share it with your HR friends. John is a father, husband, competitive golfer, author of HR Like a Boss, and founder of Willery, a professional services firm dedicated to HR and payroll technology and people. He is devoted to transforming the workplace by empowering the HR and payroll communities to navigate their ever-evolving business landscape with ownership and passion. You're listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast, hosted by John Bernadovich. On today's show, super excited to have Stacy Rogers. Stacy and I connected through a mutual connection that they work together at their firm, and I was excited to meet up with Stacy. She's got a really cool career path into HR and some really awesome things to share around culture and aligning their people to their business. Super excited to have Stacy Rogers on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much, John. It's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, fantastic. For those of us that, other than me, that don't know you as well, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background, your work experience, and your passion for human resources? Absolutely. So probably not the most traditional path to HR, but I'm hearing that's more of a trend uh, these days as uh, the industry continues to evolve. But I'm actually, uh, I went to school for accounting and uh, wanted to be an accountant, didn't know where, didn't know what that was going to bring. But ultimately, it led me to Cohen & Company, actually, uh, right out of college after I completed my master's degree. So I started at Cohen & Company um, back in 2007 and continued to grow my career as an auditor. I spent lots of time in different areas of the business, um, getting to know not only audit, but tax as well, and getting an opportunity to kind of see the depth and breadth of our client base, um, and did that for 10 years. And along the way, had lots of opportunities to continue to learn about myself and then also about the opportunities in a growing firm, which led me to uh, basically get the opportunity to start a learning and development team um, for the firm as the firm continued to grow. I didn't know what I was doing, but it, I knew it was those things that I cared a lot about. And I missed the opportunity to do that more often. And then they said, you can do it full time. And I said, okay, uh, great. And so I started that in 2018 and spent about three and a half years doing learning and development um, and trying to figure out what the firm needed. And then as I grew in that area, they said, hey, what do you think about overseeing all of the HR team and not just learning and development? And I reminded them that I had three letters after my name that had nothing to do with HR and everything to do with being a CPA. Um, but they said that that was exactly the reason that they wanted me to sit in that seat. And so back in June of 2021, uh, I was promoted to the executive director of people and culture and still trying to figure out what I'm doing day to day, but having fun doing it. I'm sure you got a good grasp of it. And you certainly understand the business and what your employees are doing every single day. It's a great amount of empathy. And for those of those of you nationally don't that do not know Cohen, Cohen is one of the well, it's, a, it's one of our great successes in Northeast Ohio and has grown nationally as an advisory and accounting and audit firm 
super excited to have their head of HR telling her story of audit accounting to HR. First particular interview that I've had on this show that has that career path. So congratulations, Stacey, for standing out in that regard. Well, thank you for that. It's been a journey, no doubt. Now tell me, you I assume in that in that process, you were doing learning and development for auditors and other accountants. The idea was help them, train them, teach them, scale our business by teaching them this this way. And then out of that, you ended up learning a bit about HR, or at least Cohen learned about your business acumen to lead HR. Is is that the net net of it, how that came to be, or is, is there is there more to it? Um, you know, it, I guess that is kind of a net net. Um, at the end of the day, I was focused on making and centralizing the learning function for the firm. We had great learning, we had great tools, we had great instructors, but we weren't necessarily doing it from a place of, you know, kind of an adult learning, understanding and leveraging across the firm, the different resources that we had uh, in order to be able to provide a consistent experience, uh, especially through someone's career path. Um, you know, it was just kind of when someone had time, they would sit down, they would put together a program and then hope that that would resonate throughout the organization. And so uh, because of the compliance nature of a lot of the learning that we have to do, we do have continuing education requirements that we need as CPAs. Um, so we had to certify ourselves and make sure that we were meeting all of those standards. And as the firm grew, we had to really understand that multi-state versus just Ohio. And so that was kind of my first order of business. And then from there, it was really to think about, okay, how does someone feel when they join the firm? How do they get up to speed? How does someone grow their career in our firm, not only technically and learning how to be an auditor or a tax professional or an advisor, but then also how to be a great manager, how to be a great um, teacher on the job and how to continue to grow as a leader in our organization. So I got to work on all aspects of learning throughout my time in the learning and development team. And I recognized that I was only going to be able to take it so far because I didn't have an adult learning background. I mean, I, I definitely crash coursed on how to do all of those things and uh, surrounded myself with really smart people, which is, I think, one of the keys to my success um, in my career. But Ultimately, it led me to know that there was so much more to our people and the way in which we approached our people, that learning was just a piece of it. And to have an opportunity to influence the overall experience was super, super exciting to me and something that I feel like I've seen the firm at some of its you know smallest points and now at its largest points and being able to help influence that and where we go from here is just really exciting to me. So cool. What a great foundation. Get to know, understand the business, what everybody does every single day by being a CPA and then making a difference, having a, a, a new career opportunity by doing some things in learning and development, which are helping managers be better, helping those learn how to do their job better, and then getting the proverbial tap on the shoulder to say, hey, you you seem pretty good at this. You, you, you get this thing, HR, do you want to lead our organization, that probably was a, a watershed moment in your professional career. And I, I give you a ton of credit. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Let's talk a little bit about your view of the reason why I do this podcast, which is getting to the purpose of human resources. What say you in that, Stacey? How, how would you describe the purpose of human resources? So in my mind, because I come at it from a very different angle, it, it truly is making and creating the best experience possible for anybody that walks into your organization. So in my mind, it human resources goes 
just beyond the, you know, the, the compliance nature of what we do and all of the, you know, the necessary things that come with, you know, human resources and being an employer. Um, it goes beyond that for me, because as we all know, especially in professional services, our people are our greatest assets. And they truly are the ones who deliver and provide an opportunity for our firm to make money, to provide opportunities for everybody else around them, to provide opportunities for our clients, and just making sure that we remain focused on really what is the driver of our business, and it is people. And so having people at the core and at the center and reminding us that that's what we're here to do. And we're not just here to be compliant and those are important and we definitely don't want to get sued and we want to make sure that we're doing right by, by everyone. But I think when you remember that it truly is the people of the organization um, and that you get to provide an experience that they will remember, it just to me transforms what our role is in the organization and it gives us that opportunity to just continue to remember that as long as our people have what they need to be successful, the business will be successful. And that's been a core tenant of Cohen and Company since the day it started, um, where, you know, they always said, if you hire the right people and you train them and you compensate them, they'll do whatever you need to do. And you just need to love your people and everything else will take shape. So I, I believe that in everything that we do in um, HR, people and culture, and just, I really bring that to the team in my role. How do you, in that, in that career progression, in regards to going from audit accounting into learning and development, then into HR, what were the ways that you learned the basics of human resources? And when you got that and the, the opportunity to be the head of HR, how, how did you fast track your knowledge base around that blocking and tackling of human resources along with the strategy and the operations? I'm just curious how, how you did that. So I'm still doing that, John. I don't think I have quite that figured out yet. But what the thing, and I mentioned it earlier, that has allowed me to take that fast track is to surround myself with people who are incredibly smart um, and build an incredibly deep network, both internally and externally, um, to make sure that I surrounded myself with people where I didn't have expertise. So that was one of my big things. I, I specifically remember having this conversation with my COO at the time. And he said, Stacy, we really think that you would be a great person to take in this role. And I looked at him and I said, you're crazy. And I told him, no, and I said, no, this is crazy. I don't, I don't have the expertise. And the one thing he said to me, he goes, it's, it's not the expertise we need. It's the fundamental understanding of this business and what it means to the organization and how people and culture engages and interacts with that business and how it, they work together to drive the business forward. And I said, okay, well, I think I get that um, because I've been one of those people for you know, at the time it was like 13 years. So I understood those pieces. And then as far as the fundamental HR kind of components, I had, I have an amazing HR director who just gets it. And she is, she's my person and she's somebody I go to on the regular and I ask questions to, and I make sure, you know, that I'm doing everything, you know, kind of there. Some of it's instinctual. I sometimes even my HR director says to me, she goes, Stacy. Well, your instinct is just interesting. And I said, well, I think it's just because I'm 
I'm thinking about the people at, at the core of all of my decisions and or asking those questions. Um, and then, you know, as far as just understanding the strategy and operations, I mean, I have immersed myself in the industry. I, I mean, I spend, I, I continue to read all about what's going on in the accounting industry. I continue to read all about, you know, what's going on in the world through Wall Street Journal. And there's great pieces there. I'm actually not even a member of SHRM, which maybe is something I could continue to add to my my uh, pipeline of future resources and materials. But I really have just continued to kind of broaden my perspective and spend time. Gartner has become a great resource for me. And that's actually where I'm getting a lot of my support and information as I'm trying to fast track it. But I mean, I just feel like a sponge, John. And I just don't, I don't ever stop wanting to learn. And for anybody that's ever done Strengths Finders, my number one strength um, is learning. Um, and that happens to pay dividends when you're learning how to do a job that you've never done before. Yeah, it's real neat. And I'm sure the Cleveland Sherm board member who's responsible for membership has just sent you an email and uh, wants okay. to have you join the Cleveland Sherm community. I can tell you as a board member and a longtime supporter of Cleveland Sherm and other Sherm chapters, it's an, it's an amazing way to build out your network and right. grow your knowledge base. And I can't encourage you more. Or you could simply just read the book, HR Like a Boss, when it's released here, not too long to give you a crash course into human resources. All Thanks. right. You've got, you've, you've said something, Stacy, a couple of times and you're living, breathing example of it inside of Cohen to where I understand the culture and the importance of aligning your people to that is one of your primary responsibilities, but you were given a stretch assignment inside of your company. You probably could have never imagined happening when you graduated from business school or started in your accounting accounting career. All of a sudden here, I'm doing something outside of all that. How has Cohen's culture perpetuated that, encouraged that, allowed people to stretch outside of their comfort zone or do things that maybe they didn't see in themselves, but their manager or an advocate or a mentor did? It's, I mean, that's exactly my career journey, John. And I don't think in many organizations, it's fostered the way that it is here. And I think one of the key pieces that has allowed that to happen here, and it goes back to if you love your people and you do what's right by them, give them great training, hire the right people, you'll always end up with the right equation. Um, when it and, and it will foster people in ways that you could have, ne they never even saw in themselves. And so the ways in which we do that is we, we have foundational principles. So behaviors that we expect out of every single person that walks through those doors. It's great people first, it's teamwork, it's competitive spirit and courage, and it's adaptability and optimism. And so all four of those things working together and creating an environment that allows for that kind of behavior and that kind of support um, is really what has allowed me to be successful and so many others in the organization. I'm one example of many that, like we have multiple people, actually someone in my learning and development team had a similar career path I did after I made that jump and that transition. And really we do that through open communication and honest communication. So we strongly encourage our employees that if you aren't happy or you see an opportunity for something to be better, we encourage you to do that. We encourage you to reach out. We encourage you to have those conversations. I was literally having a conversation earlier this week Someone says, hey, I like what I'm doing, but I think I see more opportunity in this group. 
can I shadow them and really understand what that group does? Because I think that might be a better fit for me. Absolutely. Let's have that conversation. Let's go through all the right channels. Let's talk to your manager. Let's talk about what this means. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. I don't care if you're with Cohen and Company for a year or if you're with Cohen and Company for 30 years. My goal and anybody's goal in this organization is to make sure that the time you spent here was well spent and you are able to then take another step forward in your career. I have had the opportunity to do it here, um, which I appreciate. And all of those opportunities have lined up perfectly. And like I said, my manager said, you, this is perfect for you. And I told him he was crazy. And um, there's been so many times and so many examples where someone has said to me, well, Stacy, like, you're really good at that. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, and that's just the environment that everybody embraces and honors. And I just met with the new hires for this week, earlier today, and I always ask them the question, why Cohen? And the, the answer is always almost the same. The people here felt different. There's such an environment of support. Every time I interact with somebody from Cohen, I have to remind myself I'm talking to people at an accounting firm. Like that doesn't seem real. Um, and I, that's just who we are as an organization. And, you know, we want to maintain that. We want to enhance our culture by bringing new ideas and perspectives in. But we also want to make sure that people are living those foundational principles and we hold them, we hold a high standard and uh, we don't, we don't make any negotiations. Certainly appreciate that. And also the safe place that you can actually call your manager crazy and still get the promotion. I think that's exactly. awesome. Way to go, Stacey. That was, that yeah. was the way you played your cards very well there. All right. Let me take a moment to do a quick plug for our sponsor who is near and dear to my heart. Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources needed to put on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their direct hire search and temporary staffing services, along with a unique client side, HR technology and advisory consulting practice. If you are struggling to find talent for your HR apparel team or not getting the return on your investment in your HR technology, please visit willery.com to learn more. All right, Stacey, well, you probably have your emails already got that note from the uh, membership committee member at Cleveland Sherm to join and I know one of the things that we talked about in advance of our show today was the importance and your ability to network both internally and externally and the impact it's been able to make on you and also those that you've seen, have, I'll call it average leaders that have turned into great leaders by leveraging their network. T tell me more about that and what it means to you. Yeah, so I remember when I first started my career, we had a networking program. And I was like, what are these people talking about? This is crazy. And I, we were all required to go out and earn a certain number of networking points each month as new staff to the organization. It's evolved since then, but that was like my start. And I just remember going to different chamber events. I remember going to young professionals events because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was terrified and I was scared. And I was like, what is this? Why do people do this? This feels awful. So it wasn't until someone said to me, Stacey, it's not about the term networking. Remove the networking nomenclature from what it is. Talk about what it really is. And it's about building relationships. And for me, when I kind of made that mental shift to say, man, I just don't know where I'm going to be in my career. I don't know where my 
my life's going to go like knowing people and, you know, spending time and getting to know people who I enjoy spending time with became the thought process. And then it narrowed down where I was spending my time. It made going to those networking things and um, earning those networking points more important. And I remember specifically about four or five years into my career, my husband looked at me and he said, what the heck are you doing? And I was like, well, this is fun for me. This is important for me. And this is something that I want to continue to do. So I built that skill the very beginning of my career. And when I made those couple of mindset mindset shifts, say that 10 times fast, um, it allowed me to then think differently about the way I spent my time in networking. And so immediately when I started in learning and development, I tapped into those skill sets and I said, wait, let me look around me. Let me find out where there's groups that actually like allow me to dig in on this topic. Just so happens that there is a networking group for learning and development leaders in public accounting. I found them. It was a miracle, like mind blown. Um, and so, and then I would start reading, you know, I was reading um, Accounting Today, great publication that allows me to stay connected to the industry, but they featured a learning and development professional in a really cool way in which she was designing training in a public accounting firm. I reached out to her on LinkedIn. I said, you intrigue me. I'm new to the profession. I could really use a, a mentor as I figure things out. And you know what? She's my director of learning and development today. Um, so it's just one of those things where you just don't know where this stuff's going to take you. But having that skill, not being afraid of it, and seeing for what it really is, is building relationships. That has really leveraged me into this role. And many of the people who I built relationships with over the course of the last couple of years in learning and development, many of them have actually now moved into these, you know, CHRO or chief people officer roles. And I actually have a call with one right after this, um, who is, we're just connecting on our monthly basis just to see what's going on, what's going on in the industry for you. It's allowed me to also create new perspective and gain new perspective from so many people from so many different walks of life. Um, and that's what's allowed me to fast track my careers. We talked about like, if I didn't have that, I really don't know where I would be today. Um, just being simply able to navigate. I mean, that external networking component and factor has been invaluable. And I actually have drinks tonight with someone else who used to be a facilitator for me, who is now, you know, a chief, what, what uh, she's the chief operating officer for another firm. And so we're going to just catch up and, and, you know, talk about the industry and everything that's going on in our, in our organizations to learn from each other. And again, there's that learning component that comes out, but that then also translates internally being able to reach out to the IT team or my CIO and see, like, ask for something that maybe is outside of the norm and being able to bounce ideas off of them, building relationships in my finance team. It's so important that we stay connected to all of these groups and understand the totality. And oh, by the way, they have employees too, um, which is really important. And I need to understand what their day-to-day -day is like. So internally as well is also what's presented me this opportunity. I mean, I was able to come in to an operational role with what everybody called credibility because everybody knew me and they knew what I was capable of. So it didn't really matter what I was doing in the firm. I had that immediate credibility because I spent so much time building relationships internally. So I could go on and on, John, but this has totally been an area that has transformed my career and 
just as a side note, my husband started his own business two years ago and said to me a year ago, now I get it. Now I understand. Um, and I'm sorry for giving you such a hard time all those years ago, because my network is what has actually, I was one, one of my networks is what got him started on his, um, which is just, it's such a cool story. And there's so many more of those out there. Transforming lives. It's awesome. I think that's what networking is all about. It's one of the main reasons why I do what I do. And I loved your positioning on not using it as a weird word, maybe networking, but one that you're building relationships, creating fellowship, making friends. That's awesome. Thank you very much for that incredible insight. Well, I get all guests out of the HR Like a Boss podcast with the question that we end all amazingly awesome guests with. Tell me how you would describe someone that does HR Like a Boss. I would describe it as somebody who looks beyond just the mechanics of what the role and the function is and takes it to the next level to understand their people, understand how they're, they experience the organization. And it's really kind of taking, taking it beyond that, being curious, having those conversations, even when you don't have time. You know, that person that walks in your door at just the wrong moment and you're like, nope. I need to learn. I need to be curious and I need to understand because when you show up like that as an HR leader, people want to tell you what's going on in the organization. They want to be connected to you. They don't see you as that, you know, kind of disciplinary role in the organization. They see you as someone who can bring change. So show up with curiosity, show up intentionally and really be present in a way that allows you to transform the organization and the people who step foot in it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey, for being on the show. I'm going to do a quick recap of a couple of the great nuggets that you shared. You initially started out by the purpose for human resources is to create the best experience for your people while they're working there, help provide opportunities to everyone inside of your organization to stretch beyond some of their comfort zone. You've been able to grow and develop yourself professionally by surrounding yourself with great people who I think you may have described were smarter than you, maybe better than you in certain areas. And you encourage people to think about your people as at the center of the core of every one of your decisions. That's why your instinct and your ability to transition into an HR role untraditionally has allowed you to have success as you continue to grow and develop. And you also ended with this idea of networking, thinking about it differently as not the term networking, but of relationship building. And last but not least, you encouraged all of us to be present and to bring positive change inside of your organization. Stacy Rogers, amazingly awesome job on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Way to go. Awesome. Thanks, John. It's been a blast. Thanks for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you're in for a treat with the book, HR Like a Boss. It's filled with more stories and valuable insights that can truly impact your HR career. The journey doesn't end here. Visit www.hrlikeaboss.com to join the largest community of amazingly awesome human resources professionals who are committed to doing HR like a boss. Stay connected with us on social media and don't forget to hit that subscribe button, rate and review. Your feedback helps us deliver content that matters to you. Reach out to join directly at john at willery.com. 
Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.